where you going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in and take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Ah, thank God it's Friday. And you're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. It might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast. It's easy. It's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and X, which used to be called Twitter, and I wish it was again. Let's call it Twitix. <clears throat> Twitix. Yeah, Twitix. There we go. Sometimes on YouTube, it'll definitely not be today. Uh, then you can catch a podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and sometimes BitChute. What you talking about, Willis? Just look for the Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at the road to concord.com. He's a little slow, but uh, you don't have internet yet. So uh, he'll eventually get around to emailing you back. Uh, phones are on today, but only for registered numbers. If you wish to call in and a regular cl- and are a regular classmate, uh, you may request phone access through an email, and I'll think about it. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Warn them, and I mean it today, do not list a professor off today. He's already there. Uh, He is an acquired taste. This show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we do ask for your participation on a value-for-value basis. If you find or show a value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, a description on Rumble, and the comments on the other streams. And by the way, thank you to all of you that do support this. Yes, thank you very, very much. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. You soon realize we not might be the smartest. But we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to wait and see what y'all have for us. But before we get going, just let me... little housekeeping note here. I'll bump Charlie out of here. He's busy. Um, they have not fixed the internet in my house yet. I have AT&T. It's a DSL line. I pay for a tandem DSL to make it a little quicker because I need it for my business. I have not had the internet since Monday night, thanks to the storms in our area. And the fact that there is a short in the line going to my house. It's on AT&T's side. If it was on my side, oh, it'd be fixed and I'd have had to pay for it. So that's why it gets done. But AT&T's technicians have told me, yeah, they know that the wiring's old and needs to be replaced, but they're not going to do it because they have plans to put 5G in my area sometime in the future. So I've asked them when. It's always six months from now, six months from now, six months from now. So what this comes down to is I've got a corporation that knows that they have old heart, you know, infrastructure and they just don't want to upkeep it, but they still want to pay, want me to pay my bill. So that's causing me trouble. I did not, it just, 
put me out of whack last night. Okay. So I didn't get to prepare for this show. I, I, there was no way to do what I wanted to do today. So Charlie, handle it, Roy. I, uh, I didn't. I'm doing my best to be in a good mood today. If you've never been around a Marine NCO when he's hacked off, today's going to be a good day to pay attention to how it works. You, you got a couple of your classmates that know what I mean. Um, the humor is forced. It's, it's my way of keeping myself from tearing everything around me apart just because it would make me feel better. Um, so AT&T is causing me trouble. And then I'm not going to go into it a whole lot, but if you happen to be one of the, the few remaining sons or daughters left in our world that loved their parents enough to take care of them as they age, that, that used to be commonplace in our society, but not anymore. Now we want to shove them off on the government to take care of. Well, if, if you're one of the ones who have aging parents, if you've been through it before, or you know folks or whatever, you, you know what I'm getting at here. My folks have reached the age where they need the help of their children in more ways than just physical infirmities. So it, it hit ho close to home last night. Kind of, kind of bit. So I'm a little angry with that too, because it's a problem that I've seen coming for years and I've tried to head it off, but didn't work. So when the show is over today, depending on however long that is, it'll probably be cut short a little bit today on purpose because we've got, surprise, surprise, more bad weather coming into the area. Turns out we had five tornadoes on Tuesday, an F3 two F2s and a couple of F1s or three F2s and an F1, something like that. The, the F3 did a bang, bang, just messed up the beach and damaged some, the business of some close friends of Charlie's and I's and Natasha's and I's. It's causing, it's just been a week, man. It's been a week. It's been a week. I'm, I'm feeling very early army right now, man. I just, I'm channeling my inner drill instructor really bad. And I, I, I know I, I, I fall back home on my youth when I'm, when I was a Marine and the gunny, Aaron, if you're out there, the gunny is right there under the surface today, but I've, you know, and I don't have a dump button today. No, <laughs> but still got to do the show. So I come in here and I set it up. If you've got questions of me, this is a good day to ask them because it'll distract me and that's actually a favor. So if you've got any questions you've ever wanted to ask, please put them on board today. But I see that Mr. Holt is here today, Water Jug, and that's an affectionate name. He named himself Water Jug. So if you ever hear us calling him Water Jug and you think we're insulting him, no, it's because we like him. We're using his self-appointed nickname. Water Jug, I finished a dune last night. I will not read the rest of those books. This man loves Islam. And it, I don't know if he's Muslim or I don't know if he's just taken with the Islamic world, but the end of that book, the last few chapters, you know, in the final battle scenes and everything. Oh my gosh. The, mm -mm, no, no. The Christian in me can't handle any more books in this series. And he, he, 
I know that the man who wrote it, who wrote, you know, we were talking about Dune yesterday. He knows Islam very well, very well. Because he used a phrase in the book, toward the end of the book, he uses a phrase that is found only in the Hadith. It's not found in the Quran. And it's a derogatory phrase toward women. You know how in the Bible it would say, you know, this man went and knew his wife or whatever. It's, it's a euphemism for, you know, having sexual relations. Well, Muhammad used another phrase, go and plow your field. And I'm going to let you grown-ups connect the dots here, but they used that phrase in the book in relation to one of the women there. You know, the, the guy went and plowed his field. It, 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 women are treated as property in Islam, and it is shown in the Fremen world of Dune. And I just, toward the end of that book, I had as much trouble reading it as I did the Quran. So, no, I mean, I loved the storyline, but I cannot handle that anymore. Not knowing what I know about Islam. So, yeah. Um, no. Mm -mm. I won't be finishing that series. I got I got no interest in it. I'm glad I read the book. I get it. I understand it now. But holy cow. Um, holy cow. If you know anything about Islam, and if you don't, go back and watch our shows. You can download everything you're going to need to know about Islam off the homework page. It's there. I put it in a downloadable form. You can just snag it down, download the PDFs, start reading. If you are aligned toward Yahweh, the God of the Bible, you'll get it. You'll understand. And in Dune, they even call themselves Sunni. The, the Fremen say they're Sunnis, and I see it. Oh my God, do I see it. It, it. It's in that book. You can't escape it. So no, no, I'm, I probably, I don't know that I'm even going to go see the movie. I, I don't, I can't handle it now that I know what it, I, I, I suspected it in the first movie, the, the, the new ones, the new remakes, part one that came out in 2021. That was the very first time I saw the overtures of Islam. The first movie, the original 1984 version of the movie of Dune, you won't see it that much. They've taken it out of there. They, they've, whitified it, anglified, Christianized it a little bit more for them. But in the remake that they're doing now, uh-uh, mm, no, mm -mm. I saw it. So now that I finally read the book, holy cow, I know what I'm seeing. So, yeah. So let's put Dune behind us. And then this morning, doing the show prep, I ran into something I'm going to show you. It's, it's kind of like Manic Monday, right? Let's just, let me show you part of what's got me. I was in a bad mood to begin with, okay? So we, we got that part down. Let's, let's do this. This is, um, this is from the Independent. I got this off of Microsoft Edge or whatever. This is Trump endorses idea. He should be able to assassinate opponents without being prosecuted. This is left-wing media, folks. That right there is propaganda. That, that's, oh my, I just... That right there should get them prosecuted, not sued, prosecuted. This is insurrection. They're trying to incite a riot against a former president of the United States on purpose. This is insurrection. This should get them prosecuted for attempted assassination of a former president. And you think I'm being hyperbolic? Let's read the article. This is Donald Trump 
appeared to endorse the idea that he should have immunity from ordering the assassination of political opponents, which was put forward by his lawyers earlier this week. Okay, stop right there. So his lawyer puts forward the idea, and apparently that means it's Donald Trump's idea. Y'all see the logical problem in that already? Donald Trump didn't say it, per their own admission. His lawyer put forth the idea. Do you and I hire lawyers to take care of our legal matters for us? And when we do, do we tell the lawyer how to do his job? Most of the time, not. Because that's what we hired him for. If we could do it, we'd represent ourselves. Do we think Donald Trump sat and told that lawyer how to do this? I don't think so. Do we think that the lawyer told Donald Trump this is what he's going to do? And Donald Trump goes, yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Or do you think the lawyer even asked Donald if he could speak it this way? That's usually not the way smart people handle their lawyers. Whether we like him or not, Donald Trump is no fool. And whether we like it or not, he did not hire a chump lawyer to handle this case. So me being who I am, I clicked this link here. What do you mean should have immunity from ordering assassination? And I went over here and it's the independent again. Trump attorney says presidents can't be prosecuted for selling pardons or ordering murders. They can't. Okay. says, Mr. Trump's lawyer made the chilling argument before a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for District of Columbia Circuit Court today. Okay, now if that's true, you guys know I'm not a Trump fan, so my, my antenna go up. Maybe, maybe he did say that. So I come down here and I read the article. Former President Donald Trump's lawyer told a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for District of Columbia Circuit that president would not would be immune from prosecution unless impeached and convicted, even if he was accused of having ordered a rival's murder by the U.S. military. That's what was actually said. Not that Donald Trump was going to do this, said he couldn't, a president, any president could not be prosecuted unless he was first impeached and convicted in the impeachment. So where the heck does the independent get off saying Donald Trump said he can order the assassination of a political rival and you can't touch him? That is not what the lawyer said. The lawyer spoke a truth. The way the Constitution is written, you cannot prosecute a sitting president until after you impeach him and convict him in the impeachment. Then, after you've removed him and you've removed his presidential protections from prosecution, then you can charge and try him. So if you continue reading, why did the lawyer make this argument? Because a lot of what Donald Trump is being prosecuted for right now, the January 6th insurrection, he was acquitted. He was imp uh, impeached and acquitted of that while he was still seating president, which means if you try him now, that's double jeopardy. Double jeopardy has been attached. The Congress found him innocent. This lawyer is brilliant. This lawyer is making a perfectly valid legal argument. Look at the way they spun the story knowing that the average moron in this country now will not read it or follow the links. And if they did read it, they wouldn't understand what they were reading because the powers that be in our country have successfully dumped us down to the point that we can't understand this crap. This is intentional. This is a purposeful incitement of the passions of the left who have a long demonstrable history of acting on this stupidity. The guy who shot up the Republican softball game was acting on stories like this. And then the media goes, oh, First Amendment, you can't touch me. Yes, you can.
And the court that ruled that we cannot sue a first on a First Amendment basis, we can't sue a news article for what they posted, that court lied. The First Amendment does not say you are free from civil suit. Only federal government prosecution for what you say. But it gets better. So let's go back to this one. This is Newsweek. And I'm not going to blow it up where you can read it. But the point here is Donald Trump's opponent's sudden arrest raises questions of retaliation. It says a long shot Republican presidential candidate who has filed multiple lawsuits hoping to disqualify Donald Trump from running for White House has claimed he is now facing political persecution after being charged with a federal tax crimes. Okay, stop right there. First of all, he's a Republican trying to get the president booted off. See what I mean? GOP is no help to you. The GOP eats its own every single freaking time. That's because they're Democrats. The corporation known as the GOP is a left-wing progressive. It has been since the time of Teddy Roosevelt. Get that through your heads, folks. I don't care what you think they are. I don't care what you assign to them. Watch what they do, how they do it, when they do it. They are always acting in a way that lets the Democratic side of the aisle have its way while saying, look, man, there's nothing we can do about it. How progressive is that? What me? I didn't do it. That's weaselly progressive deception in and of itself. That should be enough to prove to you that if you're a Republican, you're on the enemy's team. But anyhow, this article. Okay, so this requires the DOJ and the IRS to act on his behalf. Somebody please show me anywhere, anywhere where we have evidence that the DOJ and or the IRS do anything Trump tells them to do, even when he was in power. They don't. The deep state has acted against this man since he was first elected, since before he was first elected. So this article is another disingenuous piece of crap. And this one here is from Newsweek. It wants you to think that Donald Trump is silencing his political opponents. Doesn't that go hand in hand with the article we just read? You see the predictive programming being laid here yet in the left-wing media. Because this is just one source where you find this story and the one I just read. They're everywhere. You'll find them all over the place in the left-wing side of the media. So what we're being told here is Donald Trump is silencing his opponents. No, he didn't. So who actually went after this man and why? If, if you know, if you look at the world as cynically as I do, as if you've got an intelligence psyop, political, operative, whatever mindset. You know what this is? This is indirect evidence. And I, I know it's a long shot, indirect outlier evidence that Trump is actually part of a of a grander facade here. Because if the state went after this man for tax evasion problems, but won't go after the, all of the left-wingers that have tax evasion problems, then he was selectively prosecuted by the deep state. Why would the deep state be protecting Trump? Unless, of course, it wants Trump to be the presidential candidate for some reason or another. Now the question is, is Trump in on it? Or do they just want him up, put up there because they think that, that that'll better suit their purposes and they got a plan to get rid of him? I don't know. 
that that's not where an intelligence analyst, you know, my side of the world was just catch this stuff. So I don't know, but I know what I'm seeing in the headlines here. And this is just ticking me off because of this article. This is from the Hill opinion. If Trump is disqualified, prepare for mass ballot purges, the U S house picking next president. <laughs> Natasha says it reminds me of what I read in the Oracle. Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? So this is the hell Hill. This is a, uh, George W. Bush, justifying his establishment of the Troubled Assets Relief Program, stated back in 2008 that I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. Another way of saying he was fornicating for chastity. We are now seeing the Democratic version of that political non sequitur. Non sequitur is a fallacy. Says Democrats and some never Trump Republicans are now arguing that they must, not just can, but must destroy democracy to save democracy on the Hill. That's exactly what they're saying. It's all about our democracy, but we got to destroy it to save it. Newsflash. Never, to the, to the best of my knowledge, and I am not an amateur historian when it comes to things like this. I may not have letters after my name making me a historian, but trust me, I can hold my own against any of them that do. But to the best of my knowledge, nobody has ever lost a democracy and then gotten it back. Well, I mean, they do, like in Russia. But I mean, nobody has ever lost a free republic and gotten it back. Once you lose it, the generation that loses it never sees it return. You're being set up right now, boys and girls. And it's right there in the, it, it's right in the mainstream media, the, the left-wing mainstream. We're, we're normal and everybody else is wrong mainstream. You know, it is like 24% Republican, 22% Democrat. However, now they're their mainstream. Neither party's mainstream anymore, boys and girls. The independent middle is. But that's irrelevant. This article continues basically saying, well, the House has the right to pick the president. I, I thought we were told that that's what January 6th was all about. You have legal right to refuse our votes and now all of a sudden that trump might be running again oh well the left has the right to refuse the votes the right didn't do you not see the one party rule out in the open being set up for you yet do you not see it do, do we not see it does the american people not see this coming no on the whole the population doesn't see this this is a rope-a-dope and they're the dope being roped and i'm sitting here in a foul mood to begin with reading this crap going, you know what? I don't know that I can handle it anymore. Say, Joe, what do we do? Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to quote my favorite character from aliens. We dust off and nuke the place from orbit. It's the only way to be sure to get them all. Charlie, help me out here, man. Um, I know I'm on my soapbox. I know I'm on a rant. I'm just seeing something in those three articles that isn't there, right? Oh. <laughs> well, if you are, then um, you're not the only one seeing it. <laughs> okay. Um, whoops. Uh, uh, wait, wait, you see it too? Yeah. Are you being a fanboy? Um, some people think I am. Are you, you're, are you a part of the cult of Joe? Um. Again, there are people that think I am. Or the Road to Concord cult. But, I mean, there's reasons why I'm here, but it's not Joe. 
at least not in my mind. What, what, what? And if it, and if I am here because of you, then somebody out there in the audience, you know, smack me upside the head. What do we do with this? I, it's a sincere question, folks. If you've got an answer on the board, well, I've never told you I know everything. You Far know, from it. You, you, you've addressed this a couple times, and and you know it's way same way I see it. Uh, this stuff is beyond our personal individual control. Um, and you know, I in fact I even gave a sermon on this a few weeks ago. There's only one thing that's in our control, and that's us. Us. When we look in the mirror and we can make changes within ourselves, um, hopefully in a way that you know brings our life more in accordance with the uh, instructions of of uh, the one true God, um, then that's all we can really do. Basic instruction before leaving Earth, right? Right. If if we do that, um, that's the best we can do. Now, if enough of us start doing that, then you will see things change, you know, within the greater society. But unfortunately, um, uh, Yahweh knows the end from the beginning, and He's told us what this time will be like. And I can tell you. Confidently, that ain't gonna happen. Oh, deception because is bad right now. He has told us directly that these end times that we're living in will be as the days of Noah, uh, and that those days were not good. I mean, Noah did what he could while he was building the ark, and you know, telling people, "Hey, you know, repent, or you know, things are going to happen," but. Uh, of course, they didn't, and one righteous soul was saved, and a few others because of him. Um, you know, at least from what you know from the Bible, there may have been some others in his family that were righteous. We don't know that for certain, yeah. but the scriptures are clear that no one well, said just him was righteous. William Kelly's got a point here. He says, "Set up in a parallel implementation of the kingdom." Now, I know, and I'll show everybody in a minute. I know William understands this properly, but we got to be careful with this. Oh yeah, because this is exactly what the progressives were trying to do when they first started. Oh yeah, and they said so. Yes, they were bringing heaven to earth. Yes, they said it with yes. that language. I can show it to you. Now that's not what William's talking about. Well, William's then, telling you to start setting up associations with those of like-minded believers, and then he says not to change society, to bring as many into the ark as possible. And in right. that case, the ark meaning exactly. the body of believers. So because, I know William understands. Right, because the progressives are doing just the opposite, and this was done in history as well. It was called the Tower of Babel. Yes. Where they were trying to um, basically build a tower to get to heaven and to you know, the, become gods in heaven. I've mentioned the name Goodwin a couple of times. He was a big progressive. And he uses the language, you know, we're going to make heaven on earth. I don't bring him to you because he doesn't, his writing is too philosophical. It, it doesn't lend itself to, to quotes. It'd be boring on this medium. And it's boring to read because it's full of fallacious arguments. It's just, it's garbage. But I've read it because I had to understand the man. But yeah, he uses this language explicitly. That's why you never see him quoted. That's why you don't probably don't know his name. 
but if if you get a hold of uh, Pastrito's book on the early progressives, he gives you a couple of essays from from Godwin, and it's in that language is in there. It's just a tough essay to read. So, what what more do I need to teach the? And I know we need to start all over and go back and review. But what more do I need to bring the class, Charlie? What where else do I? Forgive me, brother, but I'm feeling like a failure lately. I know yeah. the class has been feeding back and telling me we're helping them. I know that. But why is it that nobody wants to hear it? You, you asked this question the other day. Why does nobody hear the truth? Yeah. I, and don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not a defeatist. I'm in a sour mood, and I'm admitting it. Because I, I know there's a there's a friend of the show on right now. I, I know who he is. I'm not going to call him out. He can out himself if he wants to but we were enemies when we first met and, and, and enemies in the sense that we had opposite views of a situation and he did the only thing i've ever asked anybody to do here's where i got it go check it for yourself and he did and i call him friend now not because he agreed with me it wasn't about agreeing with joe he found the capital t truth and we he and i both agreed with the truth so we end up sitting, at least on that issue, we sit on the same bleacher in the stands. Not because I did anything. Just because I showed him, here, go go read this. And he did. He looked into it. He's like, ha, ah, crap. Yes, that is what was said at the time. He found that he'd been lied to by teachers and professors and historians. I've been lied to him by two my whole life. And I've been spending the last almost three decades now yeah, it is now three decades. 2024 is three decades now. Unlearning everything that I was that I learned in high school in public school. Yeah. Unlearning everything. Yeah. Everything I learned in public school. I was taught how to think. I was taught right reasoning by Democrats. Left-wing secular humanist Democrats in my philosophy school. But at that time I was blessed. They were still intellectually honest. They still adhered to the rules of logic and reasoning. It's one of the reasons they hated me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was blessed there. I, I bet you if I went back to that school now, I wouldn't find any of that spirit left. Our society is decaying right before our very eyes. And everybody senses it. But the majority of people are running to the wrong side of the aisle to find the solution. We're all running to ourselves, to the mirror. Everybody thinks they have the answer to this. Well, and I think part of the problem, from my observations, you know, I don't have, you know, any uh, firm statistical data on this, and maybe you know of some out there, but people in general, I believe, always look for the simplest, easiest uh, solution that requires the least effort on their part to solve their problems. Yeah, they want somebody else to do it. Yes. And, you know, I see this in, in the lives of my children, and it infuriates me sometimes. Uh, because, you know, they'll come to me for advice, and I'll tell them, okay, this is what you need to do, this, 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 and this. But then they won't do it. And then they complain, oh, this bad thing happened to me. I go, did you do this? Well, no, I didn't have time or, or, you know, whatever. I didn't, well, dude, you know, <laughs> I, 
I, I'm not going to do this for you, you know. And uh, I think that's indicative of society as a whole. We've got to second pull, law pull thermodynamics. Up our, pull up our pants and and you know. It, Aaron made some comments earlier in there. I'm not going to yeah. verbalize. Well, I do have a comment here. Show, I want to talk about real quick. But uh, I, I want you to yeah go ahead. hold on to this one for just a second. James William Holt. He says there is nothing as polarizing and as dangerous as a bad guy that thinks they are the good guy. And we've discussed this, Mr. Holt. Here's the problem. If I'm a progressive, I can be a good progressive. And from their perspective, that is the good guy. You and I might see him as a bad guy from our perspective. And this is how I see the problem. I'm, I used to look at this in what we would say secularly, you know, just politically. I no longer see it that way. I look at this as you're either team Yahweh or team Satan, Satan, the devil. Unfortunately, even if you're on team Satan, you seem, you, you'll, you'll see team Yahweh as being the devil. And what Charlie and I have been trying to figure out here lately is what is it? What is it that makes some people see the creator of this universe and everybody else not see it? I, I, I've never, I don't have an answer to that, but I think that's ultimately where we're at right now. <sighs> John Quest is quoting my great, great second cousin again. <laughs> yes. Um, I get it, Charlie. I get it. I understand it, it to me. If you want to put this in terms of sociology, it's the social laws of thermodynamics. If you take the easiest path, that's decay. That what you're taking is the lowest energy state of a society. That's social decay. Right. It takes work and effort to keep your society together. Glue. Yes. The glue is usually a common moral ideology, right? Well, they've been, what they call inclusiveness. You know, we, we've got to accept everybody. That's actually decay. Yes. That's not a strength. That's yes. decay. You guys all know this. Everybody knows this. Hard times make good people. Mm -hmm. Good men make good times. Good times make bad men. Bad men make bad times. That's the cycle. Why do bad men make bad times? Because bad men look for the easiest common denominator, which is what social decay. Now you got hard times on your hands again. So who are the good men? Those are the ones who are not necessarily, you know, good in the sense of what we're talking about biblically. Those are the men that realize I'm going to have to pour energy into this society and it's going to be tough. It's going to, it's going to be hard work. And you've got to do things that as a society gets wealthier, it decides it doesn't want to do these anymore. Like corporal punishment, no more corporal punishment for children. No, participation trophies because we don't want to hurt their feelings. You've just made bad men, bad men and women. And guess what's going to happen from those bad men and women? They don't even know how to get along in marriages anymore. Well, that that's the thing. That's what I was kind of getting to is when we always seek this path of least resistance, we, we don't grow, like you said, and you quoted that very or said that very good that, that it caused decay because in order for you to be successful in life you've got to work at it you know and you've got to do certain things you know within this you know and this isn't even a religious thing this is just societal you've got to do certain things if you want to succeed in society and if you're not willing to do those things you know life gets really difficult for you 
and I don't understand why people refuse to do it, even when they, even when they experience the consequences of not doing it. And, you know, they're just, woe is me, and, you know, the world is against me and everything, and I can't do anything about it. Well, yes, you can. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, I mean, I've been blessed in my life, I think. I mean, I've, I've had a pretty successful life, but it, it hasn't been without effort, you know. And I'm not saying anything great about myself. You know, I, I credit this to Yahweh. You know, I, I have tried to put Yahweh first in my life and, and do the things as best I understood them that he wanted me to do. And I believe that I was blessed because of that. But there was effort that was required on my part had I not taken those steps and done those little things. Oh, yeah, but you shouldn't I have had be to. Where you, I'm at. you got white privilege. Black folks can't bull people, crap. people with darker skin color can't survive bull in our crap. society. There, I mean, a, and if they do, they're uncle Tom's, but a, what, well, Charlie, wait a minute. What do we call a dark skin Hispanic? And I have to put it that way because remember that lady admitted Hispanic's a political term, right. but what do I call a dark skinned Hispanic who joins with the system and becomes successful? He can't be an uncle Tom because that person has to be of African descent. So what, what's a dark skin Hispanic who, assimilates to the culture and becomes successful what what type of derogatory term do i use on them um boy that's a good yeah one. see <laughs> that right there should tell you something right. it's got nothing to do with being an uncle tom right. you've left the political fold that was created for you and you're no longer voting block you're okay. demonstrating that you can make it in this society that it isn't a white bias society and we've got to we got to do something with you because you're going to work against our narrative not by your words but by your actual demonstration. Well, it works the same way when anything else. If, if you're going to go to work and you're not going to work at it and somebody else that does work twice as hard as you gets promoted above you, don't go crying that somebody did something unfair to you. You didn't put in the effort. Right. Yes, Natasha? Just a quick comment, please. To don't give them any ideas. It's so hard keeping track of the woke dictionary as it is. <laughs> There's so many terms and mess. It's like, don't. You don't have to keep track of the woke dictionary. You look at whatever the heck they're talking about with the terms they're using. You look at the form and function of what they're actually talking about. And you call it by the real dictionary. And when they tell you that's not what it is, you just tell them, hey, look, I, your insanity is not my problem. Not right. And they'll say, I'm not insane. I say, well, if you don't know how to use the English language, yes, you are. If you're going to argue with a definition, you are irrational. And if you're arguing with a definition in objection to objective reality, by definition, you are now delusional. If you are irrational, delusional, go look that up in a psychological medical dictionary sometime and see what you come up with. I bet you the word you're going to find starts with I and ends in E. Where do you think I got the argument from? If you are irrational, delusional, you are insane. That's the definition. And I guess that's kind of what I'm talking about here is the, in my opinion, the individuals that refuse to, you know, follow the rules of society, if you will, to be successful and such are in fact irrational. Are they not? Because yes, they are. Mr. Holt says, every day I find articles and videos exposing the latest nefarious action taken by the puppet masters that robs us of our rights and siphon money from the laborers to the elite. 
And the whole time you're being told that you're the victim of this, not them. They're, they're your hero, Mr. Holt. They're going to save you from it. Amazing how they've had almost a hundred and something years, almost 120 years in this country now since the progressives. And do we have less poor now or more? More, right? More. Everywhere you put a progressive in charge. Now, I'm not worried about those those puppet masters at this moment. Mr. Holt, why is it, do you think, and this is a serious question, you and I know each other well enough to know this, why is it that you think more people every day look at, refuse to look at the history of what these puppet masters do and keep believing their lies? Why do we, as, as the American public as a whole, why can we not see the truth of what they always do? Look to California at the growing slums and still think, that those people are going to succeed in their promises. Why do we do that? What the heck is wrong with the human condition that we will not believe our own eyes? Because we are seeking that path of least resistance. And yes. these, these, these overseers of ours provide us the breadcrumbs from their table to keep us satisfied in our poverty. Which is the same reason that the rank and file Republican cannot see that their party is not the solution. Correct. Correct. I mean, that that's in, in essence why I left the Republican Party. I don't it's been probably 10 years or more ago because I saw that on the wall and I said, you know, you guys are doing the same thing the Democrats are doing, you know, maybe not quite as quickly and stuff. But that they that one of the big things that, that turned me off from being a Republican is when the Republicans had a majority in both the House and the Senate and had the White House. And did absolutely nothing, or in fact, oh, they, they did, did do something. Did, did the antithesis? Spent more money than they, ever before they spent in history. More money and 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 caused they violated more, all of their campaign carnage. promises to their party. Everything that yes. the party should have stood for. Now, when they did that, Charlie, when you look at their actions, how did they act as a re conservative Republican no, party no, or as a Democrat? As a Democrat. That's so if that's how they act done. whenever they're giving power, what are they? Same same bird. Progressive le progressive yes. leftists. Yes. I don't care what you call yourself, folks. I'm gonna in this case, I'm gonna watch what you do. Yes. Oh man. Nikki Haley's already told you. There's a story out there. She goes, Well, I'm talking this way to get the nomination, but watch how I change once I'm on the campaign trail. You just told me you're a liar. Yeah. One way or the other, you've told me you're a liar. Once you've told me you're a liar, why do I believe you on anything? Ooh, that's a very good one, Chief. Because the average guy knows nothing of what you speak, even when the water reaches their lip. Yeah. Chief, don't yes. you ever tell me that you're not smart again. I'm on to you, buddy. I, I, I see you, Chief. I see you. Yeah. He likes to play mind. dumb when we're together. We go to lunch every now and then. He likes to play dumb. It's, he's not. That's not a dumb cookie right there, boys and girls. Oh. What else do we got going on? Anybody got any questions on the board or anything, any comments, things we need to talk about? Too many lie is sweeter than the truth. Too many a lie is sweeter. Yes, you are correct there, JMW, unfortunately. All right. I had one back here, Wise, um, if I can find it. Yeah. Um, James was talking, Mr. Holt was talking about modern monetary f f uh, yeah, theory. Oh, my God. We got to get into that one day. That is a nightmare coming essentially folks if you ever hear anybody talking about mon modern monetary theory just think weimar republic because that's what it's going to produce it's what it's producing your your 
interest rates right now and your inflation are because of that policy. Mr. Holt again on the board, it says, for anyone curious, Frank Herbert wasn't glorifying Islam. He was pursuing the trajectory of Islam and frankly, Catholicism in post-Earth humanity. Are we sure about that, Mr. Holt? You'll know better than me, and I'm asking you an honest question. You'll know better than me. Are we sure of that? Because that book glorifies the Mahdi. The first book, Dune, makes him out to be the Islamic Messiah. If you know Islam, oh boy, Paul Muadib is glorified in that book. Even calls him the, the one who is dead and alive at the same time. Do we not, Charlie, if I say the man is dead and alive, he died and came back to life, what yeah. is that? Yeah, that's a prophecy of uh, Revelation, I believe. Oh, yeah, but I mean, who, that's also the Messiah. He died and comes back to life. Oh, true, oh, true. Yes, yes. And that's exactly yes. what happens to Paul in that book. Yeah. All oh, but wow. dead, but yeah. dead to them. They call it dead in the book. Right. Um, wow. So I would, James, if you could send me something that shows me, because I, I, I tried to find the history of the author, and I couldn't find anything that seemed to even talk about this. It's like everybody wants to avoid the Islamic connection to the book. Um, yeah, don't get I me found, wrong. The story is awesome. All I found was that he was uh, raised Catholic as best I could uh, see, but he did. Well, if he's looking at that. He's studying some other religion. Right, but things, the Pope. But I didn't find anything. Specific. The Pope's creating Chrislam. So, and that's exactly what happens in the book. It, they it melds Catholicism with with Islam in the book. He hey, he was a prophet in that regard. The how author was a prophet in that regard. How progressive of you. Yeah, but so, and I'm not. I, the book even talks about how people want things easy, and as soon as you have it easy, humanity decays. It stagnates. And it does. Remember at the curse of, of the fall of humanity, it says you're going to have to work to eat from the ground. Yes. So the minute you don't have to work to eat from the ground, you know what you're doing? You're bucking against Yahweh's command. Oh, yeah, that's true. True. This is why, this, it, oh, it just dawned on me. That's why all socialist systems can never possibly work. Because yeah. the majority of people are expecting to eat without working. Oh, no. That's true. That's going to go against natural law. And Paul did say, you know, if you're not going to work, you don't eat. And he didn't say if you're crippled, you can get away from that. He said, if you don't work, you don't eat, which means he expected everybody to find something that they can do. Yes. I mean, everybody can do something. Oh, I know. I, I We once had a person in our congregation. She was in a wheelchair. Because she, I think she had MS or something, but she could still use her computer. And she had a degree. And you know what she used her efforts for? More money from the government for crippled people. She never bothered to just find herself a job in society. And she was always complaining because the government didn't have enough money didn't to give have her. enough money to, yeah. But she expected all of society to make every aspect of society easily accessible for her. And I one time pointed out to her, I said, you're in a powered wheelchair, the one of the ones that even goes up and down. I mean, you're oh, in wow. an expensive yeah. powered wheelchair given to you by the people, and you're still complaining. And she got mad at me and told me I was a selfish person because I had my own business. And it didn't bother me. I was rich. It didn't. So I didn't think about her. Yeah, you're, you're the young rich man. Yeah, and I was sitting there thinking about all the people that had to do without the fruit of their labor so that somebody who is she does have a physical disability 
but these things still worked and she had a computer in front of her. Oh, wow. She didn't bother. And she had a degree. She was not stupid. She refused to go find a way to serve her fellow man in a way that they would pay her. She could have done it. She could have gone and gotten, instead of having to work as an advocate, she could have gone and gotten a job with the state. She could easily have worked in an office somewhere. Mm -hmm. She didn't want that. She had gotten used to taking money from the government. Who's the government? Even if it's the king in charge of everybody, where's that money actually coming from? Comes from the people. Comes off the backs of those who are doing the work. Yep. And, and I remembered, that's called welfare these days, yeah. Yep, that's right. It, and you can't even call it that now. We've got to call it, what, what's the name of those welfare cards they give you, the credit cards? Something or whatever, something they be or whatever. Yeah. I remember when I worked for Sears, there was a period in my life where I was like, you know, without us workers, Sears wouldn't have a business. And I, I, for, for about a year and a half, I understood the socialist thinking. I did. I even had that argument all made up. Then I become my own boss and I realized, and I had seven employees and I'm like, you know, who are the true, you know, you, you know why the true entrepreneur, not the board of a, of a corporation. That's, that's entirely different. That doesn't work. When you have the individual running a business, building the business, the individual, not a corporation, you have the individual building a business. That's the rarity. And this is why the individual does deserve the reward they get. Because those who actually know how to start and run a business and successfully get it done, they're rare in society. They are. But we don't want to recognize them. We think corporations start themselves. No, they don't. But once they are started, they become a, a bureaucracy. A bureaucracy can be self-supporting. It may not last long, but it can, it'll can it last labor on for years past the point where you've lost its creator. You want a case in point? Walmart. Who built Walmart? Mr. Walmart, right? EBT card. Thank you, JMW. Well, the Walmart that we know today isn't the one he built. Uh. I've got to read this. Hold on, guys. We've got to put this on the yeah, board. Yeah, Mr. Holt says, in book two, he becomes a failed messiah and abdicates his throne. It, this is about Paul Muad'Dib in the books on Dune. He says, his son takes the reins and begins a, um, in his view, 3,000-year totalitarian reign akin to the Dark Ages. At his demise, the kingdom shatters and flounders before regaining its footing stronger than ever. Um, it was his intention. He had to become something so repressive and evil in order to make mankind intolerant of a totalitarian leader ever again. Oh, in other words, he's going to have to kill democracy to save democracy. Okay. I get it, James. I understand. Appreciate that. Um, for those who are just looking for a philosophical and content of the book, high praise. I mean, the, the, Understanding of human nature by the author of Dune is brilliant, Mr. Holt. He, I, I see that in him. It's brilliant. But wow, did he have to dive into Islam to get some of the things out of Islam that he wrote in there. He has a very intricate knowledge of Islam. Very intricate. Very deep. Um, and I, I guess maybe I'm projecting. This could be my fault. It, with the knowledge I have of Islam, I would never write a story that glorified it to that extent. For the basis of if somebody like me only reads Dune and doesn't read the rest of them, like you just explained to us, Mr. Holt, I'll never see the end story or the end point. I'll read this and think he was glorifying Islam. I can't do that. 
I, I, I just, that's me. So maybe this is, this is my fault, my failing or my shortcoming. I'm happy to accept blame here if it belongs on me. Where else are we going right now, Charlie? Oh, let's see. Let me see if there's anything else. in. Because if not, we can take the break just a little early and come back and probably wrap up, you know, 15, 20-minute wrap-up or so. Because we're not going to be at it too, too long today, folks. The bad weather's supposed to be moving in here anytime. Yeah. And I do want yeah, Charlie, fact, he's got a bit of a drive to go home, and I got personal affairs to attend yeah, to. They're not uh, going to be fun. Yeah, because the storm's supposed to be hitting us any minute now. So, so. Um, well, I'll tell you what, then. Let's just call it a day. We could do that. Are you looking at the radar over there anywhere? I'm not, but uh, I can't. I know it's supposed to be. I know 10 o'clock last I looked at the news. Yeah, 10 o'clock. So, folks, we're in. And yeah, they're they're predicting the storms maybe not as bad as they were, but they are still telling us there's tornado danger. And and they're talking about closing bridges and things like that. And like I said, Charlie's got a ways to go to get home. My drive's a little, little easier. It's all on the highway, but. You know, I'll be a little ways behind him, but um, for the safety of everybody that's here today, you know, for Charlie and j- just because I really am in a sour mood. And this has been a week. Yeah, it's 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 man. been a week. Um, I do thank each and every one of you that have tuned in. I do, man. I do. Um, you're a blessing to us. You know, we're not doing this. It, 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 nobody's getting rich here, man. This is not one of those. But I hope I pray. Gosh, I pray that we are not like a lot of the people I see on the internet. I hope this is a different show and that it feeds those of you who are here in a way that's productive in your life. Um, I don't want to be just another talking head that stands on the corner and babbles. If you get the reference, cool. Um, it, Mr. Holt, did you learn the negative side of Islam reading those books? That that would be my question. Because in the reading Dune, I did not see the negative side of Islam in it, just the glorification. And even in that case, it was like an American version of Islam, not the version of Islam that Muhammad taught. So, like I said, there's there's parts of me that cringed, but the the philosophy and the understanding of human nature in that book was brilliant. And the the intricacies of the story he wove, genius. I'll I'll give credit where credit's due. It's a good read. Um, still talking to Mr. Holt about the book Dune, folks. Um, so yeah, unless I think that's where we're at, Charlie. I think we're gonna call it a day, folks. And I'm gonna pray that Yahweh stays this storm and doesn't beat our yeah. our county up any more than it already is. This, our folks have taken it, but then again, he might be trying to wake us up, and this could be a blessing, and I need to look at it that way. Meant to wake people up. We love you. We care about each and every one of you. We hope and pray that we've done something that enlightened, edified you, enriched your world this week. It's been a rough week here on this end of the screen. Still here, still doing our thing. Um, Y'all just take care of yourselves. If you like what we're doing, please hit the thumbs up buttons for here on this show. That doesn't talk to the world. On this show, your up rumble and thumbs up buttons, they that talks to Charlie Natasha, tells them, hey, you appreciate them as well. Give them an attaboy. If you do like the show, please share it with whoever. Share it directly. Send them a link to one of the shows. Ask them to watch it. Introduce me to them. Give them just a warning. We know that I'm a caustic SOB. We know that. And I'm not kidding. No, I am. I try hard not to be. 
I know sometimes people tell me I'm not trying hard enough. You don't know who I used to be. You ever get a chance, talk to the squirrel or the tortoise, or if she's here, talk to Mary Ann. If you knew me when I was younger, I've come a long way, baby. This is me under control. And I, I'm not bragging about that. I'm, I'm ashamed of that, but um, I do everything I can. There are limits to my ability to, to crucify the flesh. I'm not that strong. I'm not that good. But um, warn those, but it's the content that we hope is worth. We hope the juice is worth the squeeze for y'all. Y'all take care. We'll see you Monday, Manic Monday. OMG, are we going to have some stories to look at Monday? Um, I'll be in a better mood, I hope. But I will be on my soapbox with some of the stuff I'm going to bring you because I am fit to be tied with the people pretending to be adults in our community right now. I want to thump those children on the head. Little buddy Fufus is smacking him some field mice, mostly in the media. So y'all take care and please everybody stay safe. Yahweh bless you and keep you throughout this storm, man. Hand of his protection on each and every one of you that, that follow him and call yourselves by his son's name. We'll see you Monday. Thank you for being here. Take care. Stay safe. We love you. Goodbye.